Well, welcome everybody. Good evening. Evening, Barry. Hey, Mark. This is about the second time this autumn we've been doing it together, isn't it? <laughs> so, it's good to see you, mate. It's good, it's good to be here, bro. I mean, I'll tell you, these days it's, it's, it's kind of the rarefied times that we uh, get to do this together. I mean, either you're gone or I'm gone. or I think there was one week that we were gone together. Yes, there was. And next week, you're gone. And the week after, I'm gone. <laughs> so, yeah. next week it will be me, and the week <laughs> exactly. after it will be Barry with, with probably a guest. So, yeah, anyway, it's good to be back together. So, what's going on in your world? Well, I like as you said, I'm getting ready to go away with my bride of 40 years. We, we celebrated our 40th anniversary just uh couple well about 10 days ago i guess and Mm -hmm. uh yeah we're going to mexico next week for our just uh just a little bit of a a belated uh anniversary so uh we'll be just gone for a week we'll miss you terribly no you won't no you won't no (laughs) you won't be thinking about 30 degree weather and on the beaches and uh yeah well, you, so have, you have a good time. As you time. can tell, I'm a little excited about it. <laughs> well, we're cheering you on, mate. 40 years. Maybe there'll be another 40, eh? <laughs> yes. I mean, we, that's what I've been joking with Ann, just saying it's good that we've got to the halfway point now. Yeah, yeah. It's all uphill now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure exactly. Probably with the, certainly with the body. It may be in need of a wheelchair somewhere down the road, so maybe some downhill would be appreciated. Would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how, you, how are things with you? Yeah, good, thank you. I was in Denmark last week doing a growing in Sunship Encounter. It was a very, very good week. Excellent. Really good time. Uh, Love being in Denmark, seeing, seeing people, Barry, who come on these webcasts week in, week out, or they don't necessarily come live, but they watch them. There are some people that, that I met, they, they can't come on live because it's an hour later in, in Europe, but they they have a fixed time every week when they watch it, you know, a few days later or something. And I thought, and it's, it's, it's always great just to go to these places and see people that have been on the webcast and for years, some of them for years. And it's just yeah. it's lovely. You, know, you actually sit down and talk to them over a meal or something. It's just great. Yeah, so that was that was cool. last week, and there you go. We've got someone, Hannah from Denmark, cheering us on this evening in the comments. And uh, so you're away next week. The following week, I'm away. I'm in Poland with Trevor, and we're doing another growing in Sunship Week um, over in Poland. So looking forward to that. And then when I get home from Poland, that's I'm pretty sure that's traveling done for 2022. <laughs> so, so far anyway as, as far as you know as far as I know at this point in time uh, yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. Okay, well I, this uh, this past week I was in singing waters uh, live you know in not live in person I mean I've done uh, schools on online you know, for yeah. the last three, three years but it's been three years since I've wow. been actually been able I was allowed to go mm-hmm. and speak in person so again it's that you know I mean we of course love this and, and this mm. is such a a unique opportunity for us to gather, you know, in different countries around the world together. But, uh, you know, being in person, seeing people and is really cool. Makes a huge difference when you're with yeah, people. Absolutely. Sure. So I mean, both are good. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, this year just being able to do things in person again has just been such such a joy yeah. after a couple of years of staring at a computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, we love doing this. We've been doing this for, this is what, our 13th year now, Barry. Yeah. So we, we, were, we were doing these webcasts many years before there was this little inconvenience called lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you probably saw folks um, from the advert for this evening that we were hoping to have a guest speaker, Alska, from the Netherlands, who we've had a few times before. But unfortunately, um, I had a message from her yesterday to say she's got the flu and just didn't feel she could join us this week. So um, she was very um, sense of apologies um, and upset not to be with us. But I just said, no, that's fine. If you've got the flu, that's that's absolutely OK. No problem. Um, so uh, what I did say to her, though, was that we'll 
probably get her back on to do one in the new year. Um, she's not able to, to come back in a, uh, later on this year, but probably in the new year we'll have her. Um, so we'll look, we'll look forward to Elska being with us another day. But what it means is you have us tonight. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Barry, I'm going to kick off. And when I run out, I'll bring you back in. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just see where we where we go, eh? Um, but do you want to yeah. do you want to pray for us? Um, Absolutely. And then, then I'll get going. Oh, yeah. Father, thank you, thank you that uh, you just love us to bits, mm. and you continue to love us, and you will always mm. love us throughout eternity, and you're loving us in this very moment. Yeah. And uh, we just ask, Father, as we gather collectively around the world, virtually, but together in one spirit, that you would just. Uh, yeah, just speak to us, speak to our hearts, mm. Father, and just as you're so gentle and tender yeah. and kind-hearted towards us, Father, we just we just pray that this would be a safe time yeah. for us to just to hear your voice and to experience your loving embrace and that mm. uh, to know that you're carrying us through thick and thin and you're, yeah. you're not having all these incredible demands on us mm. and expectations for performance, but you just love us because you are love itself. and. So I pray for every open heart that we would just have ears to hear what your spirit is saying. Father, I pray for Mark for this, this you know, in a sense, a fresh revelation that he, that's flowing from him in, in this, this topic today. In seeing a very familiar topic, maybe in a, in a fresh new way, I just pray a blessing on, on, on just his, his time of just sharing what's from his heart and just freedom and liberty in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> Just before I start, I want to just um, mention something we've got coming up in a few months' time, but I'll see you in a few minutes, Barry. Okay. So I just want to mention before I start, um, our Encounter the Father Week in uh, England, which is taking place next March, uh, Cloverly Hall in Shropshire. Um, we'll be there for a week. Norman and Johanna, Mike and Sue, who are normally with us on, on the webcast. They're my team. I've got Helene King from Scotland coming down. And this is just an ideal opportunity, a residential week where we can really spend time having an encounter with the Father and allowing our lives to be changed by the power of his love. So just, just watch this little video. It gives you an idea of what the place is like. Um, and then I'll, I'll crack on with what I, what I want to talk about. So if you're interested in joining us next March, go to the website fatherheart.uk forward slash encounter. All of the information's there and a booking form as well. And we'd love to be able to welcome you um, in March next year. Plenty of time to think about it, but don't think too long. The spaces get taken um, and we'd love to see you. So come and join us. Um, yeah, what I want to talk about tonight is, is um, I haven't really got a title. Um, so if you like titles, sorry, but I um, haven't really got a title for this. But I've been doing a study over the last few weeks of Paul's letters to the Corinthians, First and Second Corinthians. But I've been doing a very, very specific study. I've only been looking at what those two letters say about weakness. Um because I really wanted to try and get a big picture. We, we talk about the weakness and the weakness is the power of sonship and the childlike heart that is, is that key. And it's something we talk a lot about um, on the webcast. Um, you know, Barry and I do that. We talk about that regularly. But I really wanted to do this study because I just became aware there's so much in those two letters about this whole topic, huge topic about weakness. <laughs> and so I've been going through... Um, I'm halfway through 2 Corinthians at the moment. And as I say, I'm really just stopping and looking at the verses about weakness and, um, and, and, you know, how that relates to our lives and our journey as sons and daughters. And it's quite amazing because there's a huge amount of stuff, <laughs> um, just there for us to, to draw on. 
But the thing that's really um, struck me, or one of the things that really struck me early on in in, in my my study, is this whole the, the whole topic or the whole um, the whole thing of mystery. Um, and you know, because Paul keeps referring to this mystery, and it really struck me that there's in our journey with Father. Uh, in, in our journey as sons and daughters as we grow in, in sonship there's a huge amount we don't know <laughs> there's a huge amount we can't see um, and yet we're called to this journey and maybe we just see what the next step is and don't necessarily see beyond that and that's, that's the mystery I suppose another word we could use is faith you know, is 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 basically faith is the the assurance of things hoped for, things not yet seen, but it's the assurance of them happening. And you know, whenever there's faith involved, there's mystery because there's unknown. And I just have been looking at this um, and really seeing that this journey that Father calls us to is a journey of mystery, but. Because it's mystery doesn't mean it's insecurity. <laughs> um, it's actually very secure because our lives are held by him and we are in him. Um, and that's actually the most secure place to be. One of the things we did last week, which was really quite interesting and quite fun, um, we, we had a, a, a discussion on two words and the two words are in Christ and because in the New Testament that phrase in Christ is used uh, over 90 times it's used 10 times by Peter and Jesus but it's used 80 times by Paul in his various letters and you know in Christ in Christ in Christ and so I, I led a discussion last week in Denmark with um, uh, a group of people. We, the, I had about four or five people up, up front and we just had a discussion about what it means to be in Christ. Um, and it was a fascinating discussion. It was very you know, enlightening and uh, kind of challenging some stereotypes that we've, we've grown into perhaps and um, you know, really seeing how our lives are rooted in Christ. You know, Ephesians, Paul says, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You know, what does that mean? What all do these things mean? And so we kind of tried to unpack that. Um, and I, I said to people, I said to my, my, my group of people at the beginning, I said, look, there's two things. One, try and keep your answers brief. <laughs> And two, it really doesn't matter if you don't know the answer, <laughs> because in a sense we're exploring this together, and we just want to see, you know, what add, you know, we want we want to gain more understanding of what it is to be in Christ. And it was it was a great great discussion, but you know, the reason I say that is because if we really understand what it means to be in Christ we discover the most secure place to live. <laughs> we discover a place of security, a place of safety. We, we discover a place where we are enveloped and held in love. And so it's an incredibly secure place. And when we exercise faith from that place of security and that place of being loved, um, we, we, we don't have to fear, um, but also, you know, the mystery or the things we can't see, they don't become frightening, they don't become disturbing, but they become something for us to explore from this place of, of, um, of safety and security being held in love. And mystery is is something I think um, that maybe we don't talk about very often but I suppose my question at the beginning as we start is are you comfortable 
with mystery. Um, because I think sometimes we're not comfortable with mystery. <laughs> and you know, if, if I'm really honest and I ask myself the question, am I comfortable with mystery? You know, it's kind of a sort of yes, sometimes kind of answer because I like to know. I like to have a plan. I like to have a strategy. I like to know the end from the beginning. I like to have it all worked out. It's kind of partly the, the personality I am. But I think it's it's very... It's, it's the same for a lot of us is that mystery can be a little bit scary because mystery is always touching inevitably it's touching the unknown and that can be a little bit scary for us um, and we don't really like it so you know my question is um, are we comfortable with mystery um, because I believe that's kind of like the journey of sonship that we're on um, see Paul says in, in the first chapter of uh, 1 Corinthians is that the wisdom of the world is nothing and it's like oh that's a bit of a shock <laughs> because we all spend our time trying to be wise and learned and we think knowledge is important and of course you know, knowledge is important but our relationship with God as Father is not governed by knowledge. It's governed from our heart. It's something we live out of our heart. It's an experience. It's a relationship. And it's, it's not a set of facts or principles or um, theories or theologies. It's a, it's a relationship that is rooted in our heart. And you know, Paul starts off by saying the wisdom of the world is nothing what appears to be foolish is in fact salvation you know verse verse 21 of chapter 1 Paul says since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believed you know and and what what it's basically saying there is the gospel sounds like it's foolishness but it has the power of salvation and uh, you know we know the verse very well the foolish things of the world shame the wise um the things that are not you know shame the things that think they they know it all or whatever and so i began to see that um weakness and mystery and the whole idea of letting go of the idea that we have to have it all together is actually really, really important for us. You know, Paul says in verse 20 of chapter 1, Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom, its wisdom did not know him. You know, we cannot get to know God through our own worldly, earthly wisdom. Um, and that's where this whole thing of mystery comes in. There's a mystery which is hidden that knowledge and theology prevent us from entering. And as we, we read through this letter to the Corinthians, we, we see that this mystery is revealed to the humble to the weak and to those who are apparently foolish and that, that kind of gives me a lot of hope you know it's very encouraging <laughs> um, because you know God takes the humble and he takes the weak and he takes those that appear on a worldly level foolish and those are the very people he uses because it's their it's the simplicity of their heart that enables them to see with the eyes of the heart who the Father really is. It's what Paul prays in Ephesians. You know, he says, "I pray uh, to, to the um, I pray that um, that the Father will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know Him better." And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be opened so that you may know the hope of your calling. 
You see, it's, it's the eyes of our heart that see who he is. And I think when we see things with the eyes of our heart rather than the eyes of our mind, there's a process of letting go. You know, because we're so conditioned to see things with the eyes of our mind and to try and work everything out. And, and that leads us to formulate um, opinions um, and ideas in our own strength. And Paul's encouragement through the, this letter, these letters, is to let go of all of that. And really just to come and say, I, I, I can't do anything on my own. I'm just, you know, I, I really am weak. And, we're, you know, we're talking about the Apostle Paul here. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's, he's the great apostle. He wrote all these letters. He planted all these churches. W- without him, we, would, we wouldn't have a true understanding of what Christianity is all about. We wouldn't have had the whole concept and idea of sonship unpacked. And, you know, here's this great apostle basically saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm just weak. You know, I've realized that my own wisdom is nothing. And to get to that place, it means we have to let go. We have to let go of our worldly wisdom and we have to say, that's not the thing that's going to lead me into this relationship with the Father. And we recognize that, um, you know, his wisdom is so much greater than our wisdom. But to receive his wisdom, we have to let go. And letting go is not always easy. We don't like letting go, do we? But it's, it's letting go becomes the doorway to walk into the mystery that I believe um, the Father is setting before us. See, in, in, two Corinth, in 1 Corinthians 2, um, you know, Paul starts off chapter 2. He says, this is what it was like for me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I didn't come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. See, intellect creates intellect. And, you know, it just creates a spiral. But what Paul is saying, you know, if I, I've come to you in weakness, I've come in vulnerability, I've come in humility, because I'm wanting to pass on to you something that is not human intellect. I'm wanting to pass on to you something that is a... I want you to see this relationship. I want you to step into this relationship that you can have with the Father. But to do that, you've got to stop being the wise and learned. You've got to let go. You've got to be prepared for for mystery. And Paul says that in verse 7 of chapter 2. He says, let me read verse 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And then it's verse 10, these are the things that God is revealing to us by his spirit. And... Um, you know, Paul says there's a mystery it's been hidden it's not been revealed to the wise of the world but it's being revealed to us by his spirit and if we're going to be content with mystery we have to be content knowing that we're never going to work everything out we have to be content with the unknown we have to be content with knowing there are things we don't understand and I think the further I the older I get perhaps the the older I get I'm I'm more happy to say I don't know you know people ask me questions you know like last week and no doubt in Poland people ask me questions ah you know I don't know the answer and I used to try and make up an answer but now I'm just happy to say I don't know because I don't (laughs) and that's part of the mystery 
that maybe one day I'll know, maybe one day I, you know, maybe I won't know. And, you know, mystery implies there's unknown. And if there's an unknown element, it leaves a void which the Holy Spirit can fill. And that's very exciting. Uh, see, we like to solve mysteries. You know, we like re- reading detective m- stories and uh, crime mysteries and all of these things. And we like to read these books and we like to try and solve the problem and have the answer. Because we like to know. We want to know. We want to know the answer. We want to know the solution. And yet the Father says, can you be content with mystery? Can you be content with living in faith? That there are some things you just don't know yet. And I, I, the way I, I put it, I put it like this is, um, it's like the horizon. Now, if I were to stand on the white cliffs of Dover in the south of England, I don't know how high those cliffs are, but I googled it. I found out the answer of of the horizon. If I stand on the White Cliffs of Dover and look down the English Channel, the horizon is, on a good day, the horizon is 35 kilometres away. Now, if I um, stand on the beach at the bottom of the cliff, the horizon is, is much, much nearer, of course. Um, that's the thing about horizons. The higher up that you go, the further you can see. Um, and that's an interesting thing. The higher up you go, the further you can see. You know, and it's like the more we are drawn into his presence, the, f- the further we can see. But there's always going to be a horizon. Um, and one of the things I always wanted to do, and I, I'll probably, I don't think I'll ever be able to do it now. But one thing I always wanted to do uh, was to fly on Concorde. I don't know if any of you have flown on Concorde, but I always wanted to fly on Concorde. Um, and obviously now Concorde's been taken out of service. I won't be able to do that. But most aeroplanes fly at about um, 12,000 metres. But Concorde flew at um, 20,000 metres. So much, much higher than normal aeroplanes. And it, it's so high at that height, you can actually see that the earth is curved you know you you can see that the earth is you can begin to see that the earth is round or nearly round you know you can see the curvature but even if you can see the curvature there's still a horizon there's still something that you can't see and and of course that's the same even if you go into outer space you can only see half of the world you can't see (laughs) the the rest of it and and you know, I, I was just having this picture of standing on the cliffs and looking at the horizon and realising that even if I stand on the cliffs at Dover and I look and I can see 35 kilometres, that's just a pinprick on the surface of the earth. You know, there's something beyond my 35 kilometres. You know, there's, there's a whole world out there. I mean, there's probably more sea, but <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot more beyond my horizon. And just because I can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's there. I just can't see it. And I, and I, 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 I was thinking about this whole thing of mystery and revelation and things that we can't see that are there and you know it's like are we gonna and i found the father say can you believe do you believe there is something over the horizon for you you can't see it yet but it's there and you know i felt encouraged i felt stirred up by the father and just saying to me can do you believe there is something over the horizon for you. You see, if we do, that's mystery. Because we don't know what it is. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know when we'll be able to see it. We don't know when we'll be able to get it. But we know it's there. Yeah, one of the things I've, I've done is, you know, I've often sat on a cliff and looked at the sea and looked at the horizon. And sometimes there's been a boat um 
coming towards me, which initially, of course, I can't see because it's over the horizon. But then you just begin to see this little tiny thing appearing, you know, as it cuts through the horizon and starts coming towards you. And, you know, you, you think first your first thought is, oh, it's a boat. And then, you know, as it gets closer, you can start to see what sort of ship or boat or whatever it is. You know, is it is it an oil tanker? Is it a cargo ship? Is it a cruise liner? But it's it's only as you as that that thing that that ship that vessel it's only as it comes closer to you that it leaves the horizon behind that it comes closer that you you can see it and you can see it clearly and you know, i just found the father say that for each one of us there are things over the horizon that we can't see but there are things for us that if we believe in faith for them, there will come a time when we will see them. See, faith is the reality, the substance, the things we hope for, but can't see. You see, it's like faith. What faith does is faith reaches over the horizon to the things we can't see, and it brings them into our present reality. And, you know, the journey of faith is always believing there is something more. And really, I just want to, I want to throw out this question. Are you content with mystery? See, we like mastery. We like to work it out. We like the solution. See, but knowledge puffs up. You know, knowledge causes pride. You know, and Paul says, I've let all of that go. To be weak, to live in weakness, to live in humility, trusting that my Father knows what's going on. And so I, I want to encourage you this evening, and I'm going to bring Barry back in a minute or two, is, you know, do you like mystery or mastery? And if you like mastery, I want to encourage you to let it go and to pick up mystery. I think we all struggle with mystery to some degree. You know, I know I do. I like, like I said, I like the answers. I like to have it all clear and everything. But, you know, are we content with mystery? And can we believe that there is something beyond the horizon, something that we cannot see, um, that one day we will see and one day we, we will receive and not to be discontent with that not to be discontent with the limitation of what we can see but to believe there's something more there's something there's something more there's 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 so much more i mean 35 kilometers in terms of the size of this planet is nothing but there's something beyond that horizon for us that the father will bring to us he will he will bring the unknown into unknown into us knowing it and then receiving it. See, I think the weak can be content with mystery, but the wise like mastery. And um, I think that's probably all I want to say for now. I'll bring Barry back in and we'll see where it goes. But I just want to answer one comment that um, Alison put on the, the, the chat um, a few moments ago. She says, what does it mean to be in Christ? Well, maybe that's a topic for another week. But um, I've actually written an article on, on being in Christ, which is available on my website, afathertoyou.com. And if you go to the article section, um, you can you can freely download that um, article with just a few thoughts of what I think it means to be in Christ. So, you know, feel free, anyone who wants to have a look at that. Um, but Barry, do you want to come back and join me? There we go. Um, Remember, oh, that was very good. Good. So, Barry, mystery. You love mystery, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> mystery yeah yeah i you know as you said you know the the older i get the um you know in a sense the the smaller i become you know and i and i am becoming more and more um i don't know just coming to terms a little bit more with with not knowing uh, to me to be honest with you, it it actually brings a lot of freedom 
Yes. To not know. I, I, I do, uh, when I do uh, schools at the School of Ministry in Toronto, I usually at one point I have this, this opportunity to say, okay, questions, you know, questions and answers. Uh, about what we've talked about, but uh, of course, I always I make make it perfectly clear is that if I, I don't know an answer to something, I, I'm not going to try to make it up. I'm just going to say I don't know, and I can live with the tension of that. A lot of times, people can't because they 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 feel like there's this pressure to either have the answer or they expect <laughs> that you can have the answer for them, and yeah. So I mean, I think I kind of wonder sometimes if that comes with old age a bit. I mean, you and I are getting a little long in the tooth now. I mean, we're both in our 60s. And, in, you know, some of the, you know, the idealism when I was, say, in my 20s and 30s, where, you know, I, I certainly thought I had it figured out more then than I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so for me, I think that the, the whole, the mystery of all ages, Christ in you, the hope of glory, I think the more that we can celebrate that, and, and be comfortable. And you talked about faith, right? Because the, the, the root word for faith is the same root word for trust. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and of course, trust implies relationship. And, and so faith can, we might kind of see it as more of a, maybe more, more of a mechanical thing, but trust is a relational dynamic. But the underpinning of, of faith is always trust. And, um, and I think, you know, one of the, um, and I looked up the scripture when you were talking because, of course, you're, what you referred to with Paul talking about to the Corinthians, you know, and this is a guy, understand this, guys. Like, this is a guy, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He, above, you know, he had more zeal than anybody else in his uh, contemporaries. And so, like, he could come. In, in a demonstration of wisdom, right? He was educated, you know, he was under, sat at the feet of Gamaliel. He's, he was like, he would have been a guy that, that he wasn't saying he, he, he was going to be um, kind of devoid of, of the wisdom. I mean, he came in weakness because he couldn't, he could. But, you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, when he had that revelation of weakness and the thorn of the flesh where he realized that when he was weak, then he was strong because because Christ's power was made perfect in his weakness. So I that's one of my honestly that's one of my I won't say it's my favorite scripture, uh, but it's it's a, it's a passage of scripture that I identify with mm-hmm. a lot when I minister, and I know you do too. It's just like in the sense that you know we're not coming with this bravado and this self confidence. I mean it's like Papa, you gotta rescue me when I minister because I feel weak. But one of the, the, the scriptures, and this comes to really, to me, speaks to the heart of mystery. And, and it's Psalm 131, and it's King David who writes this. And this, understand, he, the King David, he was ruling the kingdom this way. And he said, in verse 1, he says, My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Hmm. And in, honestly, when we talk about this idea of mystery, the wonder and the awe of, of the things that we just we just don't have a capacity to grasp. Um, Paul, um, David just basically said, you know what? I, some of those things are beyond my pay grade. And I'm not going to concern myself with matters that are just too great for me in that yeah. way. But instead, I'm going to still and quiet myself like a wean child with his mother. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're preaching to, to one person here saying amen, amen, amen with everything you said, Mark. And, and I really, I loved what you said about the horizon, too, because, you know, the... Uh, when I think of James, uh, where uh, where it, um, I think it's James chapter four, where it says, "Humble yourself before the Lord, not humiliate yourself, hmm. not hate yourself, but humble yourself before the Lord, yeah. and He will lift you up." And in that's what when when I think about that beautiful humility, uh, where where the Father takes us and He puts us on His shoulders, and you talk about a, a view of the horizon hmm. when we're we're sitting on our Dad's shoulders. I mean, we can see. I mean, it's beyond the the curve of the earth. We're talking about the universe, and I think that is the the amazing thing that is available to us. And mm-hmm. and the other thing I'd just say, that I, hopefully this is okay. I, you know, you asked, but uh, it's just this idea of of strength and and uh, understanding that 
when we are operating in our own strength, mm-hmm. our own wisdom, there's a limit, right, to our capacity. If I can only lift 100 pounds, I can't lift 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. But when I am able to, to lay that down and, and be weak, but then the strength of my brother Jesus comes, I mean, he's a lot stronger than I am. And then all of a sudden, the limitations of the earth and the natural reasoning kind of go out the window. And we're able to actually walk in the immeasurable power of our, our, our God and our Father. It's really yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I just say yes and amen to everything you said. Yeah, um, one of the things we often refer to is Matthew um, it's Matthew 11, isn't it, where Jesus says, you know, you've hidden these things from the wise and learned, revealed them to little, little children. The, the account in Luke's Gospel, I think, kind of shows the humour that's going on a little bit between Jesus and his father because um, Jesus says in, in Luke's Gospel, Luke, it's Luke 10, he says, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father. You know, Lord of heaven and earth, you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and you've revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, this is what you were pleased to do. And it's like they got a little moment going on between them. Um, this just the joy of the simplicity of saying, hey, we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to have all the answers. Because, you know, it's not... The answers are good sometimes, and an understanding of the Bible is certainly a good thing. But you know, our relationship with God is well. Anybody can have a relationship with God, and it's not based on intellect. It's based on a heart that is open, and we must never limit people from coming to Him because of of intellect or class or educational background. You know, everybody can have a relationship with the Father. And, you know, when I travel to Africa and I see, you know, kids with virtually no education, you know, I know the simplicity of their heart probably leads them much better to the Father than than in our sophisticated ways over here. And it's just that that beauty, that simplicity. And I kind of feel Jesus is saying that here. Oh, yeah, Father, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so glad. It's just about having a childlike heart. And, yeah. you know, when Paul says in Ephesians that, you know, I, I love, let me just read it. It's Ephesians chapter 1. It, we know it very well, but, you know, Paul says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's like, and then he says, the glorious Father. It's like, just so we all know who we're talking about. <laughs> You know, it's like I don't want you, I don't want you to miss this point. You know, I am talking to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the way, He just happens to be the glorious Father, and I'm asking the glorious Father to give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better. You see, our knowledge of God primarily is determined by the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we receive from Him. It's not our own effort, it's not our own performance, it's not our own striving. That spirit of wisdom and revelation is a gift from him to us. And he gives us, this is what I love about this, this prayer of Paul's. It's the Father, the glorious Father, he gives us the gift we need. He gives us the gift to enable us to get to know him better. Yeah, and that that just takes it all out of our hands. It's nothing to, you know, he gives me the gift and that gift that comes from him lets me get to know him better, you know. And I just think, what a wonderful father. He gives us everything we need. He, He gives us what we need to get to know him. You see, even just reading that verse, that's mystery. Because that is so foreign to the way we often think. But that verse that I just read out is, is, is mystery and the mystery goes on in the next verse when Paul prays I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope to which is called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people it's like here it is again the thing we need comes from him see and it's 
the eyes of our heart, when the eyes of our heart are opened, we become content with mystery. If we don't have the eyes of our heart opened um, and we're living from the eyes of our mind, we want mastery. And Paul has something to say about that in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, I tell you this and I insist on it in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their thinking. <laughs> you know, they are darkened in their understanding and they are separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. It's like, yeah. talk about two opposites. You know, the eyes of our heart being opened so that we can see who he really is. Or the hardness of our hearts separated from the life of God of God darkened in our understanding and living out of the futility of their minds I mean you know talk about a contrast it's, it's amazing and to me that's like one says are you happy with mystery and the other one says this is the fruit of mastery and I think I reading those two passages <laughs> I think I know what I want yeah, well, when you think about what got humanity into trouble in the first place, yeah, it was the a tree that was rooted in the knowledge of good and evil, and it wasn't just evil; it was a wanting to reason. And and it's interesting in my mind, and I'm not saying theologically this is exactly how to explain it. I I, I kind of like simple concepts. The Bible says that when they took of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam and Eve, that their eyes were open. Mm -hmm. And they saw that they were naked. And so in my mind, you know, how I understand what, that they were living with the eyes of their heart mm. until that moment so that they were oblivious to their nakedness. Yeah. But when they took, they made that decision to say, you know what, I, I want to, I don't want to have God tell me. Mm -hmm. who I am and I want to be able to reason it myself I want to have that ability it was like the eyes of their mind opened right yeah. the futility you know we were alienated became enemies in our mind so yeah so that's to me the eyes of the heart opening now yeah. It's just simply Papa, just, you know, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the Holy Spirit comes, the spirit of sonship that cries, Abba, Father, and yeah, then our eyes open. <laughs> the internal eyes, not, not, the, not the ones from the mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. So what should we do? Um... What should we do? <laughs> Pray? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. There's quite a delay actually on your sound, Barry. I don't know if other people are experiencing that, but we get used to it. Yeah, let's just pray. Okay. Should I? Uh, do you want me to? No. Do you want me to come out and come no, back we're, in again? We're or? okay. We're okay. Yeah, let's just open our hearts to the Father. You know. Um, I believe he's got something good over the horizon for each one of us. Mm. And we want to receive that. We want to live in that. Mm. So, Father, I just, I just ask, Father, that you would open the eyes of our heart. That we would see yeah. you. Yes, Father, we don't want to live from the futility of our thinking. We don't want our hearts to be darkened. We don't want to... We don't want to have a hard heart. We want an open, soft, tender heart to you. That out of the security of being in Christ, Father, hidden in Christ, in God, Father, out of that secure place, we, we just want to believe that there is so much more over the horizon. And may our journey be that journey of faith, the assurance of things we hope for, the things we believe are there that we don't see yet. Father, may faith bring them over the horizon into our present reality. Yeah. And so, Father, I just ask that we would be a people who are content with mystery. 
Yeah. And there are those of us like me who like to have it all worked out and all sorted and planned and strategized. Father, help us never to bring that into our relationship with you. But help us yes. to live with a mystery. The childlike simplicity of just waiting yeah. for you to show us what's next. For waiting for you to reveal what's hidden at the moment Father prevent us from being the wise and learned we want to have it all tied up but help us to be little children who become content with the unknown and in that unknown Father would you give us great joy and excitement of all that you want to do yeah. Amen yeah Amen yeah uh, Father, I just pray for the grace to, to be little <laughs> and uh, the fear of being weak. Um, where When we were little and we were weak, we got hurt. Mm. I just pray that uh, there would just be a revelation of your, your, just your nurturing heart, your protecting heart, yeah. where we can permission ourselves to be weak again, to be foolish again. <laughs> yeah. Because you chose the foolish things of the world. You chose the weak things. You chose the poor things of this world. And that means we all are included, Abba. We're in. We're accepted in the beloved. And that's the best possible news ever, Father. That we don't have to be competent and self-sufficient and independent in our own being. That we can be little so that you will be strong. We can rejoice in our foolishness so that your wisdom that's beyond human understanding could prevail. Yeah. And, Father, we just ask now that, um, yeah, just your kids around the world, that just mm. your love would come, your reassuring heart would come, that you, they would experience your embrace at a deeper level in their heart than they've ever yeah. experienced. That they would see that joy, as, as Mark prayed, that joy mm. would come, that, oh, I don't have to do anything to earn or deserve the love that the Father has freely given me in Christ. And since we are joined with Jesus, we are one with him. Mm. He is in us and we are in him and he is in his Father. So we are in the Father. Mm. Father, I, I just pray that by your Spirit today that each and every one of us would just, mm. yeah, just nestle into the bosom of God in Christ where we're safe and secure in your loving arms. Hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, mate. So, it'll be me back next week. And Yes, sir. Barry will be with you all in two weeks' time. So, we look forward to welcoming you next week. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for coming. See yeah. you in a couple of weeks. Have a good week. Bye.